0: I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Customer care is one of the most vital parts of your business. If you don't have customers, you don't have a business, So it makes sense to take the responsibility of customer care very seriously. Today, you're going to hear from Kimberly Polito, a top leader with Scentsy who has built a strong and thriving business in part because of her excellent customer care system. Kimberly is sharing exactly what she does to serve her customers well and to keep them coming back time and time again, and tips on how to level up your customer service. While you're listening, you'll be tempted to think you could never do everything she's doing, and the truth is you most likely won't. Kimberly has consistently built her business over 11 years, and systems like hers take time. I have a little tip for you. Choose one thing you hear today and set that as your goal for the upcoming season. It doesn't take much for your customers to know that you care, and I know that you really do. Hi, Kimberly. Thank you so much for being a guest on Directly Different this week. I'm so excited to chat with you about customer service. So thank you for being on
1: the show. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for asking me.
0: Yes. And we are both coming live. Well, not live, but we are both recording from our kids' bedrooms. So (laughs) hashtag work from home mom life for you, right?
1: (laughs) For sure. Real life.
0: Yes, that's right. That's right. And I know this is Temporary podcasting studio for both of us.
1: So
0: <laughs> we just roll with it. <laughs> right. Yes. So, speaking of your family, to start off, tell us a little bit about you and your family.
1: Yeah. So, my family got started off very unique, I would say. So, I met my guy on Instagram. We were both working for Target at the time and we were doing the same thing on the same night. And we ended up using the same hashtag. And so, I searched that hashtag and I was like, oh my gosh, there's somebody doing the same thing as me. So I liked his picture and I put my phone down, went back to work. And when I came back, this person had liked a bunch of my pictures. Like, what what is this? And I was like, oh, he is cute. And so that started our relationship. So we were actually long distance for a few years going back and forth. But yeah, we've been together for 11 years now and we have two girls. It's just, it's a roller coaster ride for sure.
0: I love that story. That is so cute. Because oftentimes I'll ask somebody, oh, how did you meet? And they'll say, I met online. No, you met not only online, but you met in the most unique way online. That is so cute. I love that so much. Never underestimate the power of a hashtag, I guess, right? I know.
1: (laughs) I know. It's crazy.
0: Oh, I love that so much. Okay. So you worked at Target. That is, I mean, we all know and love Target, right? So how did you go from Target into social selling. Tell us about the transition there.
1: Yeah. So there was this fall season and I'm sitting in my apartment. And I'm like, I could really go for some fall scents right now. I want a fall candle. And my boss had introduced me to Cincy in 2008. She'd give me a warmer and a couple of bars. And I was like, this is really awesome. I like this, but now I need some more scents, And I had nobody Who sold? And so I asked on Facebook, I was like, hey, does anybody know somebody who sells Scentsy? And everyone was like, what's Scentsy? And so my hat had like a light bulb moment. I was like, if these people don't know what this is and I know how amazing it is and how good it makes my home smell, I should probably just go ahead and figure out how to just do do this myself. So when I joined, I literally just joined to get all the scents to smell. And share with my friends and family. And so that's kind of like how it started. It just evolved over the years to, like I mentioned before, like I can make this into the thing that allows me to leave my job. Mm -hmm.
0: That's amazing. And you've been with Scentsy for 11 years now, which is so incredible. Congrats on all of that. Thank you. (laughs) That is so many years of new scents and catalogs and Customers and conventions and conferences and all that kind of stuff, and awards and things. So, so much success goes into those 11 years and lots of hard work. So, so excited for you there. So, Kimberly, you are known for your excellent customer care. That's what I noticed when I stumbled across your page. I'm trying to think if I found you through Instagram or if I found you through threads. I think I actually found you through threads, which is great. You're the second person I have found that has been on this podcast through threads. So, go threads. It's awesome. But either way, when I found you, it's like, okay, this girl knows how to take care of her customers and knows how to serve them well. So what do you think sets you apart in this area of customer care when it comes to your Scentsy customers? Well,
1: I think one of the things with me is even as I'm starting to, you know, back 11 years ago, starting to build my business, I kept asking myself, if I put myself in someone else's shoes... What would make me say, I have to make sure that I tell everyone about this person, like they are the way they communicate, the way that they take care of me, the way that they fix any issues that arise, the way that they actually write me a thank you note, and they give me a sample to try and they check on me to make sure they educate me, all of these things. It was kind of going through my mind like that is what i want to be i want to be the perfect person for my people and of course you can be the juiciest peach and there's many people who don't like peaches but i want to be that person for my target audience and one of the things that i found to kind of help me hone that throughout my journey is a book called never lose a customer again by joey coleman so it's a black book and it has a red balloon on it and one of the things that he says is how much better would your business be if you focused on the people who are already your customers because so often we're trying to fill our funnel get more people on the top how can i find new customers expand my network but we're spending so much time doing that that we're not spending the time with people who already know love and trust us so how can we nurture those relationships um, so I listen, I, I'm not a big reader, but I listen to that book twice a year. I listen to it every like season change for my company because every single time I'm at a different mind space, I'm at a different financial space and I've grown over those six months. So what can I do differently for my customers? So he walks you through these eight different phases that your customers go through And so what can you do in each one of those phases to make sure that each phase is amazing for that customer?
0: I love that. I am going to put that on my to-be-read list. I love that you read it twice a year too because you're not saying, oh, I've read this, I already know what's in it. You are allowing yourself to go back to the beginning and start fresh with each new season. And I think that's so important because especially in a business like ours, there is a seasonality to it and it is kind of like a a new year when you get a new catalog and it's so fun and it's this the perfect time to realign with your goals and to refresh, you know, what you're doing and take a really good look at all the systems that you're putting in place so that way you are growing along with your business instead of just saying oh, I've arrived, I know everything, here's what I'm going to do from for forever. You wouldn't yeah. be here for 11 years if you have if you did that from day 1,
1: right? <laughs> right, right. I think one of the main things that I've pulled from that too is I treat a brand new customer different than how I would treat someone who has been a customer forever. So, whenever a brand new customer comes in, I want to blow their socks off. So, whenever they come in, like they get a different type of a thank you, a different type of happy mail, like per se. So, they get to choose what kind of samples they get because I want them to kind of be involved in that you know, in that customer journey. So they get to choose like, wow, like you're going to send me something and I get to choose what I get. Well, that's pretty neat. And so just that whole process along with that book. And also something else that I do too, is you can read it and you can kind of switch your mindset to never lose a team member or a consultant, like whatever you call your team. So you can put that into place too, to kind of help you with your onboarding as well. I love
0: that. That's awesome. That's a great tip. So tell me more about how you are serving your customers each month, like big picture stuff. Do you have a Facebook customer group? Are you mostly on Instagram? I know you're on Instagram, but are you mostly on Instagram with your customers? Where are you?
1: Where are your customers currently? My customers are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think I've done I and I I did it intentionally, but like I'm on every single platform. So I have customers find me on every single platform. Um, but I probably think my Facebook business page and YouTube, those are the two places where I get the most amount of new customers from. Um, I do have a Facebook group for my customers, but it's not like I I post like really exclusive things in there. It's not like a daily posting kind of a thing. It's just like really exclusive to my customers type stuff, Um, but more so My business page on Facebook that gets the daily attention, Um, you know, shooting those reels and shorts for YouTube and Instagram. But the main thing that I do every single month is all of my customers from the last 12 months. It's always a rolling 12 months in my business. um, They always get every single person gets a postcard and it's really simple. I just make the postcard in Canva. It just talks about like the specials for the month. So and I've been doing that probably for seven or eight years. That's probably one of the most consistent things that I've been with my business is Every single customer with the last 12 months gets a postcard in the mail. And because we are a scent company, we have these rub and smell stickers. So that way they can smell the scent because for us, it's the smell that sells. So I want to get that in as many hands as possible.
0: I love that. So you're sending a customer a postcard each
1: month. Is that what you're saying? every month. for So so if you order this month and you never order again, you're still going to get a postcard for 12 months. Mm, Okay.
0: Love that. And I'm sure you're seeing so much repeat business from just that little action.
1: Yeah, especially because it has that sticker on it. I always get a lot of orders for that specific scent or whatever's on the postcard because they're actually getting it in their hands. And it's one of my touch points too in my follow-up is like, hey, I just want to make sure, are those postcards making it okay? And sometimes very seldomly they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was like, well, you should be getting a postcard. And so just making sure that their address is correct and updated because I want them to know that they should be seeing that in their mailbox every single month, And this is aside from like, if they order like that, thank you, like the handwritten note, the samples, it's aside from that. So they're getting something extra.
0: I love this. This is so personalized and, but personalized without having to personalize to each customer, you're personalizing it to your customers as a whole, which I love. And you're just, you know, doing one action, doing one thing and sending it to everybody. So I love that. That's a great, that's a great tip. So with sending out postcards and sending thank yous and things like that, I know listeners are probably thinking, okay, but that takes a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of energy, a lot of resources. So tell us a little bit, if you don't mind a little bit of behind the scenes on how that process works. Have you outsourced any of this? Tell us a little bit about how that process works each month when you're sending
1: out so many things and getting so many things into the hands of your customers. So when it comes to my postcards, I have such a precise system down that I can get it done so fast. So I double side print with my printer. So it all I have to do is cut and add the sticker and add the stamp. So there's no like writing or anything like that. Um, It's probably one of my more quick activities. But as far as outsourcing goes, I currently don't outsource. But I have in the past. So um, the person that I outsourced to, she ended up um, going back into the workforce. So she couldn't do that anymore. Like we revisited it every single year and she's like, I think I'm gonna go back into the workforce. I'm like, that's totally fine. But what I did do with her is I took the things that I either didn't like to do or I just couldn't stay consistent with. And that's what she did. And a lot of those things actually ended up being Um, team focused. So she was in my team space a lot. She was doing the recognition there and she utilized a service called send out cards. And that has changed over the years. I don't even know if it's, um, I don't know. I don't know if their prices increased because whenever we did it, it was, it was the option that to use, like everybody was using send out cards. Um, But even going back and looking at what's available now, it's just so much easier and t- it is time efficient for me just to do it myself, my thank you mail. And I literally sit down every single morning after I drop my girls off at school. I see who ordered in the previous day and I do their thank you right then and there. So that gets done every single day. So if I had three people yesterday, I have three thank yous to do. It takes me five minutes. It's not crazy. It gets crazy if I go on vacation or I could take a couple of days off. But if it it's a task that's in my calendar every day. So it's very manageable. I love that you mentioned that because,
0: you know, that's a huge question on everybody's mind. How much time is this going to take? But like you said, if you're doing it little by little, that's no big deal.
1: And and I I have everything ready to go. I have my postcards ready. I have my thank yous ready. I have the bigger thank yous ready because I kind of had a, a tiered system. So if you spend a certain amount, you get this then this amount gets this. So I have everything ready to go. All the samples are ready. All the supplies are right there. So there's no, oh, I have to make more samples or, oh, I have to make this graphic for this. Everything is ready to go.
0: Love that. That is such a good tip. And it's a good reminder for all of us, especially as we're going into the fall selling season, which is a big Mm -hmm. season for most of us. And it's a good reminder to kind of prep, like start now, prep now and get everything in place. That way, when you want to implement these different things, it's right there, ready to go. And it doesn't take as much thought. So I love that. And I think it's important too, you mentioned that you outsourced team things and That's what I outsource as well, because it's not that I don't want to recognize my team. I feel like it is so important to recognize my team and I want to, and I want them to feel special and be celebrated. But like you said, it's something that you are focusing on your customers because that is so, if you don't have a business and you don't have a team, (laughs) so you have to prioritize that. And it's great to outsource something like that because you're still showing your team that they're important, but your business is also important too and needs lots of attention. So that is a great tip to outsource things like that. All right. Speaking of systems, Kimberly, what other systems do you have in place to help with your business? So we talked about your postcards. We talked about you know your your daily routine. And I'd love to hear about other systems that you are utilizing, such as email and text marketing. What are your lead magnets? How have you optimized your social media bios? Tell us a little bit about behind the scenes on these different systems that you implement for your business.
1: So I think my favorite system and the one that I'm in every single day is my follow-up and it's my spreadsheet. So I know not everybody is a data lover or a spreadsheet lover, but I live and breathe by my spreadsheet. So I have, like I mentioned earlier, I have my rolling 12 months worth of customers in this spreadsheet and I track everything, literally everything. I know what they ordered, when they ordered, how much they ordered. I have formulas in there to let me know who my top customers were by catalog, by season, by the entire year. So that way I can recognize accordingly. I also can see how much money they would have made if they were a consultant so that I can have those joint conversations. And I also have a column to let me know if someone has left me a review. So I love my Google business profile. I think that's what it's changed to. So that allows me to have those conversations while I'm following up if someone hasn't left me a review. Um, but within that, of course, I have my, my follow-up system, which is Project Broadcast. I have all of these different campaigns based on where they are in the follow-up system. But I minus up to where as soon as it's delivered, they enter the follow-up system in Project Broadcast and then that takes care of everything. I don't have to think about it, I don't have to worry about it. And they order again. I take them out and it starts over. Um, for email marketing, I send an email every single Friday to my customer base. I use Flowdesk for that. Um, and one thing if you are building a team, I normally take the email that I send to my customers, I duplicate it, I take out my personal links and I put like the company links in there so that way my team gets the same information because majority of teams are people who are just buying for themselves. So I wanna make sure that those people are getting that information as well, because they're probably not going into the back office like I am, they're not looking at the news articles and things that are coming out. So I wanna make sure that they're taken care of. Um, But above all social media, I do love my website, like my blog, that's where a lot of things live. Instead of posting something on borrowed ground, I wanna make sure that I have my space, that I control, I control how it looks, I control what goes on it, I control everything about it. Um but then you kind of mentioned the lead magnets, so trying to get people into the top of the funnel, but I'm not doing that. Like I'm not going out and doing that. They're finding it on their own. Um so I do have a couple of like opt-ins, um some for customers, some for more like team focused. But that those are the things that I'm in every single day.
0: I love that. I love that you send the same email to your team that you do your customers. I've never thought of that. And I think I'm going to start doing that because you're right. Most of our teams. And I feel like a lot of times people will come to me. I'll have rising leaders on my team come to me and say, I feel like only, I only have a couple of people that are actually working the business. I'm like, welcome. <laughs> right? Welcome to yes, <laughs> that realization, because it is, that is a fact. It is a proven Statistical fact that the majority of our teams are working this as a personal, just a personal use, personal discount type business. And that is okay. That's, I love having everybody on my team. And so I love the idea of, you know, taking, treating your team members almost like customers and taking a step further by sharing the information that you would share with your customers with your team members, because it's a great way to help them feel included. And it is showing them, just giving them a good example of what you're doing for your customers. So, I love that tip.
1: Yeah, and you can do the same thing with your team support group, like whatever space you have. You can do the same post that you're doing for your customers, just kind of rearrange it and share it with your team. So that way, if they are in that group, and they like, they might not have seen that somewhere else. So, yeah, same difference. Love it. Love it. I
0: am loving hearing about all of these systems that you have developed over 11 years, and that's a good. Point two is you have been doing this for 11 years. So it wasn't, you didn't start, you know, last season <laughs> and then develop all of this overnight over, a you know, a couple of weeks. This has taken time and you have come to realize what actually matters. And you have put time and effort into those things. And you have developed systems around those things to make sure that everything is running like a well-oiled machine. So just, I'm loving all of this. But you are also part of Becky Launder's VIP program. And I want to talk about that for just a second because Becky has been a guest on the podcast a couple of times. I know at our recent conference, she was the keynote speaker and we all loved her so much. And I've been an Academy member for a couple of years now, and I just appreciate all of the resources that Becky has to offer. I wanted to quickly put in just a little plug for the Academy. This is not sponsored. Becky has no idea we're doing this, but wanted to just give her a shout out in this episode because I feel like she has some great resources for all social sellers when we don't know where to start. So tell us a little bit about the your experience with the Academy and the VIP program and what features you have enjoyed using.
1: Yeah, so one of the reasons why I was attracted to Becky's program is because she talks about systems a lot. So I really liked that. I also liked that she's one of the only people out there who is encouraging people to build their own website. No one else out there is doing that. So I was like, okay, I need to listen to what she's having to say. So I was in the academy for a couple of months and I was like, you know what? I want something more. So I jumped into her VIP. Um, One thing that's different about VIP than any other group that I've been in is there's not a dedicated Facebook group for it. So that I thought that was like oh this is kind of different but instead there's a voxer. So we're literally talking all day long about what's working, what's not working, who has done this, how did you like it? Did you not like it? So finding a group of people who are on your same level that you have access to that you can have those conversations with, that has been really great and really eye-opening honestly to seeing how people do it. And for me, finding people who do things how I do it in my company, it's very hard. It's very hard to find someone like who has the same like brain as me and how it operates the same as me. Um, so finding those people is, what well, it's just a game changer to put myself, surround myself with those people.
0: I love that. And I feel the same way when you find people, especially outside of your company, when you're connecting with people who, like you said, are doing the same things, but in a different company, you're like, wow, you're just like me. (laughs) And it's so valuable to have those people there. Like you said, that you can chat back and forth with, bounce ideas off of. And it is that that accountability layer
1: is priceless when it comes to this industry. Yeah. And a lot of times like they'll share something and I'll, and I'll think I would have never thought that, or I've never thought to try that, or that's not something that would work for me. But if I tweaked this little piece of it, no one in my company is doing this. I can do this and like be, you know, a leader of change, right? Push that out to my company. Like, look, look, I'm trying this. Let's try it this way. Yes. Love it. So yes. Just quick
0: shout out. Thank
1: you for sharing all of that. Yeah, And
0: I just wanted to kind of give a behind the scenes peek at what it's like to be in an academy just like that. So I love that you've had such a great experience with Becky and her academy and the VIP program. So Kimberly, we've talked about so many different things. We've heard all of these incredible things that you have done in your business, these systems that you've developed over the years. Those that are listening that are thinking, okay, I would love to I would love for my business to look just like Kimberly's. I want it to be a well-oiled machine. I want it to, I want to focus on my current customers. I want to serve them well. I want to be bringing in new customers and new team members consistently, but I don't know where to start. So what are some things that listeners can do today to start leveling up their customer service, especially as we head into, like we mentioned earlier, this fall selling season that is so profitable for so many of us. And we really do need to kind of get ahead of things now so that way we have things in place for when the holiday season starts and it gets real crazy. So what are some things that listeners can do today to start leveling up?
1: Yeah. So I think first and foremost is grab that book so that way you can listen to it. Then never lose a customer again. I think you'll find some really good tidbits in there. Never compare your, like where you are in your journey to someone else's. So even though mine looks like a well-oiled machine, my business is constantly changing. So I talked about my customer spreadsheet a little bit ago, but if you go to my YouTube channel, I have a playlist full of follow-up systems. I have gone through probably 10 different follow-up systems before I found the one that worked for me and my brain. So even though someone's like, or maybe your upline says, hey, here's a system for you to use, that's their system. So you need to find what's going to work for you and put your tweaks on it, whatever's going to be the easiest for you. Um, Okay, so before before we go into the fall season, one piece of advice that I would love for you to try to do is I know we're all using social media to try to attract our audience, the people that we're wanting to serve. One thing that I highly encourage you to do is one, use video. If you're not using video, do video, TikToks, reels, shorts, all the things. And um, my team always asks, like, what am I supposed to do videos on? Either go to Google, because Google also has a little section that says people also asked and you can see what people are asking. Or you can go to something like answerthepublic.com and just put in your company and it's gonna give you all these questions that people are asking about your company or about your product. So don't just be like, I'm gonna do a video on this or this. It's literally telling you what people are asking about your company or product. And all of those questions can be those short form videos how do I do this? Or why is this like this? Or why should I do this? Or how do I do this? Just really short videos because that is going to make you or put you as an authority for your company. And people are scrolling and they're seeing like, oh, this person, they know what they're talking about. I'm going to stick around. I want to see what else they have to offer. And that's how you can kind of start getting people in your cool market, right? Start moving them in from cold to cool to warm and then moving them through your funnel to get them as a customer. And
0: I know that jumping on video is so scary. But like you said, if you have short form, I mean, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute of a little tip, there's, I know we, all of us are thinking right now, we have nothing to share on video, but we all have something to share on a video. And I think that video is very powerful. And establishing that no, like and trust factor is done quicker when you use video, when you're showing
1: your face. <laughs> Right. Yeah. If showing your face is the best possible scenario. But if you are scared, you can always do, you know, turn the camera around and show what you are looking at, or just take, you know, a quick video and add text on top of it. So you don't have to be on camera every single time, but video, it's what's hot right now. All those short form videos, that's what's hot. That's what's being pushed. So if you're not on that bandwagon yet, jump on now. Yes. Absolutely. It's not too late. <laughs> video no. is
0: still a highly consumable form of content. So absolutely, jump on that, like Kimberly said. <laughs> All right, Kimberly, will you tell us how listeners can get in touch with you? Tell us more about your YouTube channel and what you have on there, what you offer on there. Tell us how listeners can find you.
1: Yeah, so you can pretty much find me on every single platform as Wickless Kimberly. And that's the same thing as my website, wicklesskimberly.com. Um, but yeah, YouTube is probably one of my favorite favorite platforms to be on um I mainly focus on customer videos there so unboxings the videos I just talked about like answering those questions but I mentioned it earlier about being on all the platforms one thing I do love is shooting just one piece of content and sharing it everywhere I know that kind of goes against the grain of a lot of people what they say but my customers are on every platform and every platform has a different audience. So I want to make sure that that content is everywhere. So you'll, you'll bring in people from all different directions.
0: I love that. And I had meant to ask that earlier and totally forgot. So I'm glad you mentioned that because being able, being on every platform, you cannot possibly create different pieces of content for all of those platforms. So I think it's so smart to do it, to repurpose and to create one piece of content and then push it out You know, you can also, and you can do different forms of that same content. You can break it up into little chunks, whatever it might be. But I think that is so smart. In order to be on every platform, you have to work smarter, not harder, and repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. Absolutely. So I love that so much. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for this, for all of these tips, for all of this advice, all of this inspiration on how we can serve our customers in the best way possible. Because when we do that, they are going to come back to us over and over and over again. And we are going to have that business of 11 years, 15, 20 plus years, where we are known as somebody who is really there, not just to make a buck, but to really help our customers. So I appreciate all of this. And I can't wait to implement some of these tips myself. So thank you again for being on the show this week.
1: No, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure sharing with your audience how I serve my customers. Thank you so much for
0: listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.